welcome to Everyday Superhumans, the podcast where we chat with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. I'm Caroline. And I'm Kyle. Did and I'm really distracted right now. <laughs> so whenever she said, welcome to Everyday Superhumans, Nugget just like looks up like she's excited for it. It's like, oh, I love that show. She's just in our recording studio, aka my apartment, rolling around on the bed and it is super adorable yeah you know what else is adorable oh jinx you stole my transition (laughs) jinx is lovable the nonprofit that our episode is about Mm -hmm. featuring adorable pit bulls and trying to make the stereotype not Mm -hmm. a stereotype anymore we spoke with brandy uh one of the main organizers of lovable about the misconceptions about pit bulls out there because there's a lot of them going around that are not true. You I think can't that even get in, into my apartment. Yeah. If you have a pit bull right A lot now. of apartments that do not allow pit bulls, despite them not being any more aggressive than a typical dog. According to the website, dachshunds are actually more aggressive than pit bulls. Oh. So no dachshunds allowed, I'd say. <laughs> or chihuahuas. <laughs> yeah, but then you have to have like lava chihuahua soon. Which... Yeah. But let's face it. We love all dog breeds, mm. and we're trying to just have each dog seen as an individual mm-hmm. and not as a breed. Mm-hmm. And that's what Lovable is trying to do. And yeah. they do it really well, too. Yeah, they go around uh, educating people on the misconceptions about pit bulls. They, they offer have a free pit ch- crew. A pit crew. <laughs> and that's the only group of pit bulls that go around as therapy dogs. That's right. So we had therapy dogs and therapy he- horses in this uh, season so far. Yep. They also offer uh, free training for your pit bull if they are acting up. The idea is that the pit bulls are not naturally aggressive, so your dog just might be an aggressive type. So you can just train it out of them. Mm-hmm. And they also do, uh, occasionally they do adoptions as well. It's our most lovable episode yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we, Lovable was kind of founded from a Pitbull Terrier meetup group back in 2003. It was really just a group of people that got together that all owned Pitbulls that really just did a nice walk around downtown. And that, you know, with the media hype at that point and moving forward with Pitbulls, the co-founders really saw a need to kind of break into that and start educating people and advocating for the breed. So in 2008, it became a 501c3 just so that we could make more of an impact. I was reading a website earlier and I saw that a bulldog is like not an actual breed itself. It's like a... So Pitbull is not an actual okay, breed. Sorry, yeah, bulldog. Bull, yeah, bulldog. Yeah, sorry. I, get those, I always make that mistake. There I always say bulldogs. bulldogs. <laughs> bulldogs are an actual breed. Pitbulls are not. I always categories. call... <laughs> Correct. They look yes. nothing alike too, so it's even like more misleading. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, pit bulls. So pit bulls are not an actual breed. They're more of a mix of breeds. Um, the three breeds that they were originally kind of associated with was um, a Staffordshire Terrier, mm-hmm. American Staffordshire Terrier, and the American Pit Bull Terrier. And so when it first came about, that's kind of, if you said pit bull, that was what people were referring to. I mean, nowadays though, it is an all encompassing breed that can be, some people look at boxers and think they're looking at a pit bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our trainers has a Dogo Argentino and they think that's a pit bull. Huh. We've had people that have just straight up pure lab dogs that think they're pit bulls. <laughs> wow. It's really interesting what a person perceives to be a pit bull. It, it's really just in the mind's eye. So, like, so I think Nugget could possibly yeah. be a pit bull. I need to do the little doggy. Uh, oh, the DNA can, testing? Yeah, you yeah. can swap. 
the dog's mouth, but I just have to get her when she's sleeping or like <laughs> when she's calm so I can just be like, swap. But then they won't say pit bull, though, on the DNA. It'll, it, it typically says pit bull, American Pitbull Terrier or Staffordshire Terrier. Okay. And what's interesting, when we were researching, and I'm real big into research, I'm kind of a nerd that way, <laughs> only 3% of a dog's DNA actually makes up what it looks like. Oh, huh, really? So when you take that into consideration, I think that's why there's such a broad like, oh, that's a pit bull. That's like, a pit bull. That's a pit bull. I guess I'm like a biological standpoint. I'm not a biologist, but like all dogs are basically the same species because they interbreed with each other. Right. So yeah, that would make sense. Like the physical characteristics right. are sort of the, just like a small portion of the DNA. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so like why did uh, pit bulls start getting a bad rep like over the past decade or so? You know, I think that there's really not a point in time where you can go, oh yeah, that's the event that made everybody think they're awful. I think, unfortunately, when you look back at their history, originally they came from bulldogs, which bulldogs, bulldogs. if you look at pictures back go. then, actually are very similar looking to what we consider to be pit bulls. They're not, hmm. back then, they weren't like the short, stouty, hmm. smushed face. Yeah. Um, they're more athletic looking back right, then. Right, right. And okay. they were much larger. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were used for bull baiting, and that's why they were called bulldogs. Huh. Um, so that. yeah, the not the short, stocky ones. They were... Okay. Because I don't know how well that would work out. <laughs> that would work out well. Um, but they ended up, even back then, you know, the middle class and the lower class just kind of wanted to blow off steam. And so they, blood sports were a big thing back then. So mm-hmm. they had bull baiting, bear baiting. Um, when that was outlawed, they still needed a release of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so then they got into, um, it was called ratting. Ah. So they would put rats into a pit and then they would put the dogs in oh. the pit. And then it was who, whichever's, whoever's dog could kill the most rats in a specific Holy amount crap. of time. And that's actually how pit bulls got the pit in Pitbull. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Huh. Um, and then that turned into, of course, dog fighting. I think that a couple of different things kind of led to their being misaligned. One was that there just started to be an overabundance of of what people would consider to be pit bulls. Mm -hmm. Then there started to kind of, the media started to hype up that these dogs Mm -hmm. were dangerous and aggressive. And so you had people with good intentions that had dogs that had probably never done anything that were starting to get scared. So then Mm -hmm. they were turning their dogs over to shelters or Mm -hmm. they were just letting them run loose. And so... I certainly believe that that kind of had a helping hand into people kind of freaking out about. Yeah, you mentioned something on the website that I found really fascinating. Is like you use this as an example that the murder rates have gone down like by like a lot, like mm-hmm. a significant amounts. Yeah, from like the 1980s to yep. to, to present mm-hmm. day, but the reporting of murder right. rates has gone up. Right, and that's the same thing that happened with pit bulls. Right, like, well, the exactly, people yeah. just started like reporting on it all of a sudden. Yeah. So. Uh, I read up a lot on like uh, kind of biases, and that's yeah. how the availability bias. You hear it a lot, so you assume it's happening all the time. Which right, actually yeah. not happening. Right. Well, and it's just with social media and everything now. Yeah. And the news is constantly in your face. Well, and the thing too is, if you're a reporter and you want to get people to pay attention to yeah. your story, pitbull attack sounds much better than chihuahua <laughs> attack. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. so and, it's unfortunate and- for sure, but that's definitely what stirred people up. Gratefully, we've seen a huge change in the media with reporting um, fabulous positive stories about these dogs, which is really, which has also really helped their reputation kind of turn around as well. So Pitbulls can't help their genes, too, or like <laughs> no. their, their makeup. No. So, I mean, they can't help that their jaw happens to be very strong. Right, and right. Smaller dogs can 
have behavioral problems but it's like oh you're just gonna nibble on my finger right you know you can't there's there's not more of an effect well it depends on who you are though for children smaller dogs um because children are at that level um we've seen again when we go into researching and especially as it pertains to housing these these are one Mm -hmm. of the breeds that really are affected by housing um we've seen some really detrimental issues to children that mm-hmm. that need you know reconstructive facial surgery because they were bitten by a chihuahua they were mm-hmm. bitten by a lab a great mm-hmm. dane um so just in general our biggest mission as an organization is just to help people understand they're just dogs mm-hmm. they just happen to be called quote-unquote pit bulls mm-hmm. but to make it in any way seem like these dogs are anything more than dogs is just really unfortunate and has had an unfortunate consequence so what programs does other bull have to show that Bulldog or pit bull dogs, not bulldogs. I'm going to keep on saying that in accent for this entire podcast. But that pit bulls are friendly or like they're not worse than any other dog you'll see out there. Like, what programs do you use? When this organization was first founded, it was built on education and advocacy. So, we have a community outreach and education group that Amber just came back from where we go to, um, we go to fairs, we go to festivals, we're going to a motorcycle show coming up. Um, so really we just go anywhere. We have a lot of pamphlets. Um, but the people that are typically in that committee are, are well versed in our organization, but are also well versed in how amazing these dogs are. Mm-hmm. So, um, we come across people still that, you know, think kind of the worst just because that's what they've been fed or that's younger people. That's mm-hmm. kind of what they've grown up with. It's mm-hmm. what their parents have told them. And so it's really nice for us to be able to go to those places. Cause we get to talk to them about when I look at these pit bulls. They're awesome. You can mm-hmm. love on them, and they just want to make your face slobbery. Oh. Um, <laughs> do you bring a pit bull with you? We do. So our adoption support committee, um, that's where we do all of our adoption events. Really, anytime we're out in the public, we're always educating and advocating for them. And then we also have, I think one of the things that makes our organization really incredibly unique is we have what's called the pit crew. The most adorable video yeah. on the website. When it was first founded, it was the only all pit bull therapy group in the U.S. Um, there has since, of course, been been more that have popped up. But I think that the dogs, you know, the trainer that we have, Crystal Dunn, she just does a fabulous job of training and making sure that these dogs are fantastic breeding ambassadors and really highlights what the breed is. Mm. They just do such an incredible job. And the notes that we get from people and the videos that we get from people when they visit are really amazing. It's very heartwarming. So I, I think we interviewed your competitor, though. So That's cool. <laughs> Minis and Friends, you know about them? No. Yeah, they do therapy like that, but with miniature horses. Oh, God. Yeah. I <laughs> might I mean, have to trade out yeah. lovable. <laughs> well, I mean, but I think there needs to be as many animal therapy. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, sure. With the with every type of animal possible. <laughs> every single like bring like snakes like, into it. Yeah, let's not be biased. Let's just have a uh, them. Because mm-hmm. the friends like that that so they're all about the therapy. And yeah. I never knew that there's miniature horses therapy before, so I was like, this is really interesting. I heard about that a couple of years ago and I grew up with horses, so I was immediately <laughs> like, Oh, I love you. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh you also do partnerships with the uh, Rough Runners, our previous guest as we well. Do. Yep. We sure uh, do. What do you do with them? So we have, um, typically when we bring dogs in, we, we try to pull from rural shelters that may not have a lot of medical funding. We, of course, mm-hmm. also pull from local municipalities. Um, but when we pull them, sometimes they're not you know, in the best health, so they mm-hmm. do have to stay with a clinic that we um, network with just to ha- get them healthy, make sure they're updated in their vaccinations. If they're not spayed or neutered, that's something we do mm-hmm. at that time as well. Um, so while they're in boarding, kind of getting healthy and recovering mm-hmm. from any surgery that they might have had, um, we invite 
people from Rough Tail Runners to kind of come and take our dogs for a walk. And they just, they love it. The clinic that they board at is fabulous with our dogs. They get just doted on 24-7. But it's so nice for them to be able to be taken out of the boarding facility Mm -hmm. and go on walks around parks or runs or just be out for an hour and a half. Um, So we were really lucky that Rough Tail Runners was was able to work with us and get, get our dogs out. Does okay. Lovable also do adoption events too? We do, absolutely. Good. We typically do two a month. Oh, um, that's a lot. We do, yeah. We we like to get our dogs out in the public. Um, so we are usually at like a PetSmart or a Petco. Um, we'll hopefully be going to Half Priced Books off of oh. Anderson. We've oh. been there before. They loved us. So yes, we absolutely, we get out and about anytime we can. So there, I'm guessing there's like a bias and an adoption against pit bulls. Uh, like whenever we went to a, to Austin Pets Alive for the reptile runners training, mm-hmm. a lot of the dogs there were pit bulls. Mm-hmm. Is there like a huge bias against them? Do they tend to spend more time in the shelter than other dog breeds? I would say they definitely spend more time in the shelter. I think one of the huge problems with that is that there are still a lot of restrictions on either rental homes or apartment complexes. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 aggressive. Absolutely. Aggressive. aggressive, yeah, aggressive quote, like quote, in aggressive. quotes. I'm yeah. doing quotes right now. <laughs> um, and that's certainly, that's something that Lovable is really trying to concentrate on this year is how do we combat that stereotype as it relates to apartment complexes and the larger um, management companies. But definitely, I mean, even at the beginning of this year, we had people that wanted to foster with us. Mm-hmm. And of course, we always check where they live, especially if they're renting. Um, and two or three of them, we had to turn them away because their place doesn't allow aggressive uh, breeds. That's um, unfortunate. They were really, all of them that I talked to were really upset. And so I think that that's definitely a huge issue um, is just that there's housing just becomes a problem when people are like, oh, I'd love to get this dog. Oh, are you doing any outreach with these apartment complexes? Yes, we're actually we're going to be doing an adoption event at um, it's the Enclave, which is Roscoe Properties. Oh yeah, I was uh, actually looking into moving there, but I think they're a little bit pricey. So. Yeah, Ros- yeah, well Roscoe has thirty two properties over oh, Central wow. Texas, um, so they have a lot of different places. They're awesome, um, and then Traymore Properties has I want to say sixteen properties. So Lovable actually lists on our website the thing that um, we've get we've gotten complimented on from volunteers that volunteer with us when they've moved from. Um, out of state or even out of city, we actually have a list of pitbull friendly housing on our website uh, oh, for people to nice. take a look that's at. Nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was very handy. I don't think my apartment is one of them, but <laughs> I won't mention the apartment <laughs> complex that I live in. <laughs> Bull, or I'm going to say again, pitbulls. Yes. Are <laughs> just maybe well. you just should call it like general dog or something. I don't know. So big, so you. large dogs that are known to be, a, that are quote unquote aggressive are not yeah. pit bulls. Right. So with uh, pit bulls, do they need like a specific yard size like you'd recommend for anybody trying to adopt a dog? Nope, not at all. Are they, they full of energy, right? Are they usually, they're not always full of energy they are? though. Oh. No, no, not at all. Yeah, um, no, they're actually mis- not. I'm part of the misconception that yeah. I'm being educated yeah. right now. <laughs> Um, there, I mean, each of them is, is individual, just like again, any other dog. Um, I have, I happen to have three pit bulls of myself. Um, two of them came from lovable. One is the laziest dog I've ever met in my life. And he just kind of does his thing. Another one is probably medium energy. And then the other one can really go for some nice hikes. So it just depends. It depends on the dog. It really does. Any dog. Yeah. Different personalities. For sure. Yep. It's like uh, my roommate's cat does not act like a cat. She like wants to be affect. Like she just craves affection all the time, like a yeah. dog does. Yeah, she's not a cat. She just thinks she's like she just has a cat body. <laughs> 
Um, I think one of the other programs that is really beneficial to the community is our training program. Like, uh, um, yeah. So we actually offer free obedience training to the Austin community um, as long as they're wow. dues-paying members. Our dues are only $25 a year. Yeah. And really yeah, and then essentially you can come to, we have beginner, intermediate, and advanced. You pay a deposit as long as you come to all four of the classes during those sessions, then your deposit is refundable. And um, yeah, we saw firsthand that Boots is really well-trained yes. in obedience. Yes, he is, thanks to his mama, Amber. <laughs> yeah. <a> good job. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think... There's so many things that are unique about Lovable. Typically, you have an organization that's just really focused on rescue or an organization that's just really focused on outreach. And I think the great things about Lovable is we're kind of all-encompassing. We do the training. Um, we have trainers that, um, even outside of Lovable, if you're looking for a trainer because you know, you're dealing with a behavior that's really a little bit more than just basic obedience can solve, then we have trainers that we can point you to. Um, we have outreach programs. We're going to be doing fence building this year to try to help dogs get off tethers and chains. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be doing our second Chloe's clinic, which is free vaccinations, microchipping, um, free dog food for the community. So I think it's one of the really great things about Lovable is we have a resource for everybody you know, that need it. Um, and if we don't have it, we'll find somewhere to point you to. How did you get involved? Have you already asked that? I got involved because my we had moved here and we had Karma, which was our first dog. Um, and we wanted to get her a little playmate. Um, and I've Gosh, since I was probably 18 or 19, it was just pit bulls all the way. Mm-hmm. So I found Lovable just by, I was we were living in clean. I wanted to get a pit bull. Um, so I just Googled like pit bull dogs and found Lovable. Um, and then we ended up getting our second dog, Felix. He came from Spindletop. Um, Spindletop was a really bad case in the kind of Houston, Texas area where a woman, I believe she was... She was prosecuted on 298 counts of animal cruelty. Um, she was supposed to, uh, Spindletop was supposed to be like a safe haven rescue for pit bulls and harder to place dogs and unfortunately just didn't end up turning out wow. that way. So um, Lovable stepped in and actually saved five of them. Mr. Felix ended up being one of them. Oh. And then I-, I wanted to be, I've always done dog training, so I wanted to get involved with dog training. So I ended up first getting involved with Lovable by joining their training team. And that was a great experience. I've been training now for about four years. And then we got our second dog, or our third dog, rather. Um, and I use her to kind of help me evolve dogs. So, Do you do one-on-one classes? I do. <laughs> Nugget needs some training. I do, absolutely. All of it, What's really cool is all of the trainers that are with Lovable, we're all actual trainers. So mm-hmm. even though we volunteer and do the obedience training and the foster training, we're all just, I think, incredibly talented. And we all have different viewpoints and, and methodologies that are really, I've seen seen be able to help pretty much anybody that we come across so yes i do do private training. <laughs> when i started talking after this podcast about yes. that i love your name by the way lovable oh yeah, oh, yeah. so i didn't get it for a while yeah, you didn't and i only read it, it. I and then like, i said it out loud and i was like it's get so it. clever get it lovable yeah it. i don't know it, was the clever thing. it took me like about maybe a week or two to get it and i first said it out loud and i was like that's the cleverest name I could. Well, like, and you saw it in writing. We typically yeah. have to like spell it out for people, uh, and then they're yeah. like, "Oh, oh, that's good." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's probably why you keep on saying bowl because of yeah, I think it might be part so of the title." It's like, oh, bowl. Are you planning expanding to also bulldogs too? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> And then like after that, actual bulls on top of that, just like every oh bull, I should just love every bull. I have a funny story about that. <laughs> okay. And then, and then I'll get into yeah. the, your question. So I was somewhere in Georgetown, I think I was at Lowe's, and I was wearing my shirt, um, my lovable shirt. And the poor, the poor cashier, she was like, so what's lovable? And I'm like, oh, we're, you know, we're Pitbull Education Advocacy Group. We do some rescuing. 
And she was like, oh, like the bulls in the rodeo? And I'm like, <laughs> oh. So, oh, I didn't even think about I that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just brought to a whole new level. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. those, those bulls, they probably get mistreated I think we'd need quite a, a bit. A lot more land for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe not in Austin. Yeah, exactly. There's no. not really like a lot of, no. there's just a lot of buildings. Yeah. It's a pricey they, land they here. Just keep on if, you're into, if you have yeah. a bunch of money to blow. One of my very good friends um, that I met was absolutely terrified of pit bulls. She had the dog that she had previously had. I think it was either her or her mom was a little dog and had been attacked by a pit bull. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had come over to my house for like a heartworm, a heart housewarming party. And she had met my two that I had at the time. And she just cuddled with them all night. Aww. And um, she was a little put off when she came in. And I was like, just ignore them. If they make you uncomfortable, I promise they're not going to do anything to you. And so at the end of the night, she had fallen asleep. And one of my dogs had jumped into bed with her. It's like animal therapy. Yeah, exactly. So that was really cool. And then my mom, we had dogs growing up all the time. And actually, the first dog that I was told we had, I was an infant, was a chow-chow mix. And so then I think my mom had like a Lhasa Apso and other other little dogs. She was not a fan of pit bulls Mm -hmm. at all. So her coming to visit me was a little interesting. (laughs) And at the time, I also had a foster. So I had my two dogs and then a foster on top of that. And she just loved them. She just thinks they're amazing. So that's really, I think one of the things that I notice with people that really have that bias with pit bulls is I don't know that all of them have even met one. I don't mm-hmm. know that they've interacted yeah. with them. I, I think they've all seen like the media hype mm-hmm. and they've probably heard stories, um, you know, terrible stories. And the truth is like, it's awful when those types of stories happen. Nobody's going to, I don't think any person in their right mind is not going to feel sympathy for that situation. But our goal is to make sure that people are not taking that situation out of context and turning it into a breed thing instead of looking at, you know, environmental issues, um, how the dog was, you know, at the beginning raised, how it's being socialized, how it's Mm -hmm. being trained, how it's being kept. Um, Is the dog really a family dog where it's socializing with you or is it a family dog and you have it in your backyard 24 seven or on a chain? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of our biggest thing. Um, But I've yet to see or meet anybody that actually interacts with a pit bull and is like, no, they're awful. (laughs) Don't bring them near me. I just haven't seen that happen. Oh, I'm just thinking about dogs right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah, we talked to a lot of animal-based not, uh, nonprofits too yeah. because she's the dog lover. Yeah, nice. well, I'm just like the big animal the lover. Big animal lover. If, in a dream world, I would have a ranch. Nice. Yeah. Well, in Minis and Friends, we went on one of the founders, the ranch. Oh, okay. They, they have some of their mini horses on. So. And you were like, I'm going to move in with you yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, like, what would be the uh, LVR pitch you give people that are not familiar with uh, bulldogs? Do you have one? So, pitbulls. God damn it, again. <laughs> Every single time. Um, <laughs> Just remove myself should. from the interview. I can't wait to edit this and <laughs> count the many times you say. <laughs> yeah. You just need to say pitbull and then just edit that over. Yeah. Bulldogs. Pitbull. Every pitbull. time. Pitbull. I saw a police canine dog. Yeah, was a pit bull, and that was, I think, one of the first pit bull canine police dogs. Oh, maybe. are you peaches? 
Yeah. Is it in Austin or I don't, so I don't know she where is, she's um, located. So Peaches was actually found um, just as a stray. I think she was running with another dog. Um, she was found quite a few years ago by one of our volunteers that was like literally driving to a meeting. Peaches and the dog with her had some, some pretty intense facial scars. So either mm. they got into a fight or got attacked or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up pulling her. She had some heartworms, so she had to go through heartworm mm-hmm. treatment. And then when she felt better, we found out she really liked tennis balls, <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. So she ended up going into um, a canine training, and she is now uh, her and Officer Molinax in Troy, Texas. They are the first canine team in Troy, Texas. She found already, I don't remember how much, but she found her first load of drugs. (laughs) Wow. So they're they're doing amazing. And they kind of do the same thing that our pit crew does. They've gone to schools and educate people about, um, you know, the canine dogs and about pit bulls. And um, they're great. They're a great team to have to kind of show where dogs can come from and where they end up going. All right, that's good then. Uh, we got one final question that Carolyn had so ask. Oh, oh, yeah. This is very important. Oh, gosh. If, <laughs> well, since we're everyday superhumans, if Lovable could be a superhero, oh, God. which superhero power would Lovable have? <laughs> Maybe uh, I'm consulting Amber, my <laughs> other board member <laughs> and friend. Okay, I'm going to go with that. So Amber says, mind control, we want them to love pit bull type dogs. I'm going to go with that one. That's the easiest way for sure. That's that's good. I like that. Jean Grey. We'd be Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Jean Grey. (laughs) For more info on Lovable, check out lovable.org. That is love-a-bull.org. We can learn more about pit bull awareness and volunteer opportunities with them. You can also give them a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovable or follow them on Instagram at lovableATX and Twitter at lovable. Want to unlock your inner superhuman and save a million puppies? Well, you can. You can do that by checking us out at everydaysuperhumans.com where you can stay up to date with all the news on Austin's nonprofits. You can also follow us on Twitter at superhumanscast. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash everyday superhumans and check us out on Instagram at everyday superhumans. And hey, if you love this episode as much as we love Lovable, then be sure to give us a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addicts, Podcast Republic, Overcast, and so on and so on. <laughs> so on, and and so so on. on. Wherever you get your podcasts, be sure to like and follow us on there. And hey, if you're really a fan of the show, we know exactly where you can go. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash everydaysuperhumans, where you can donate as much as you'd like per episode to make sure that we bring more inspiration into your life. And remember, not every hero has to fly. So grab your cape and let's go. Let's go.